0: interested in making your own podcast too? Download Anchor. I released every episode of Nevertheless She Persisted through Anchor and I love it. It's free, you can edit and publish your episodes from anywhere, and they put my podcast on every listening platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. I definitely recommend it. They also have cool background musics, transition musics, and you can record sponsorships like this one. Be sure to check it out. It has everything you need for your podcast. Download the free Anchor app in the App Store or wherever you get your apps, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's anchor.fm. Welcome back to Nevertheless She Persisted, a podcast with Sadie Sun. Okay, today I'm here with Daisy Bird Graham, one of my close friends, and we're gonna talk about relationships.
1: leader of the podcast I know know I'm mad at this okay Uh,
0: I would say from my understanding a big part of what we're both working on is our relationships especially family um what have you relation what have your relationships been like in your life at home after treatment
1: all of that right I would say my relationships in the past have been very performative And, um, what do you mean by that? Like a thing of, it wasn't always very genuine Mm -hmm. and I would have very close friends. And then if you weren't in my close friend group, you weren't like part of my group in a sense, you were separated off. We were either close or we weren't close or Mm -hmm. wasn't an in-between. Gotcha. Um, was it like that with your family as well? No, my family has always been very, very, very close-knit relationship. Um, we, I mean, it's, you can't really go into all the family stuff in (laughs) our relationships, um, but... Cliff notes version. Yeah, it's, there is none. Like, I don't even know what, (laughs) where to even start. My family... Has a lot of issues with being genuine again and talking about things that are hard to talk about and we put things in boxes and we like to put on a front that we're beautiful and fabulous. Um, but since being in treatment, that has changed. Gotcha. Yeah, I would say mine was-
0: uh, I think my experience with relationships is a bit different than yours, because a lot of what it was like for me at home was me slowly like degrading and destroying my relationships because I was so depressed and I felt like I wasn't good enough and that I didn't want deserve to be loved so I didn't want their attention, um, and that was a big thing that came up with my parents. Um, as far as friendships, whereas I see you as more of like a leader, I was really a follower. Um, and, yeah, a lot of my, like, romantic relationships were very codependent, Mm -hmm. um, and pretty unhealthy because of, like, how bad of a mental spot I was in. Um, and naturally, I gravitate towards not being in a relationship and not wanting to build a relationship because that means I have to be kind and feel emotions Mm -hmm. and be empathetic and sympathetic because that's how relationships are built and that's really uncomfortable for me. So for me to like have relationships, I have to be really intentional about them and work on them and maintain them, which is a big part of what I've done with my family and will have to do at home with friends like I've done here. Right. Um, what is the most (laughs) unhealthy relationship you've ever been
1: in? Random question, going for it. Um, like romantically or friendshiply? Whatever you think applies. Are we in a friendshiply relationship? I should probably, (laughs) we are. Um, I should probably change this person's name. Oh, this is exciting, I think I want to go something super fancy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Georgina <laughs> Irwin. Okay. Okay. So my most unhealthy relationship was probably with Georgina <laughs> Irwin. And you can't laugh. I'm sorry. We had to start over now.
0: Just came up. Say so you say came up with another name. So as not to expose anyone who doesn't wish
1: to be exposed. Okay. Um. So my most unhealthy relationship is Georgina Irwin, who is a fake name. I came up so that this person is exposed. <laughs> And it was this super on and off friendship relationship where, like, we were just either friends or we weren't friends, and it was back and forth, and it was like a thing of she was jealous of me, and then I always wanted her to, like, really like me, and that's why I really wanted to do cheerleading, is because she did cheerleading. And I'm not really into cheerleading or gymnastics. And your joints overextend. All. And my joints overextend, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, definitely her. Yeah. Um, what made it so unhealthy? Just the fact that we lie to each other all the time. And we never really had a genuine connection. It was just easy. Yeah. Okay, mine would probably... Okay, so I kind of have two.
0: Yeah. So, one was, like, my first, like, actual boyfriend that I, like, actually talked mm. to and spent time with that we didn't just, like, talk to one right. time over text and we are like, right. we're dating now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was beginning to be depressed and it got to a point where all of my energy was invested in, like, this one relationship and so I was, like, really isolated from my family. I had moved away from, like, my friends mm-hmm. um, and I was just focusing on this one relationship. It was, it got, it was pretty bad. It got to the point where... Like, when I would be depressed, or I was in the hospital, and I would call him and want to talk to him, and he'd be like, I have to tell people. Like, I can't just, like, emotionally handle this myself. And I'd be like, no, like, you can't tell people I'm in the psych ward. Like, you could just, you can't tell people that. And he was like, you don't understand how hard this is. And I was like...
1: That's kind of a dick move.
0: And I was like, okay. Um, yeah, alright. Um, and it just slowly got worse and worse and worse, where, um, he... The way we dealt with things was really unhealthy. Um, we He was really codependent towards me. And so after the second time I was in the hospital, I was like, I don't even like him. I can't be in this relationship. I need to like break up with him and end this because he's getting really unhealthy. Um, and I wasn't talking to him. And so he started self-harming because I wasn't talking to him. And breaking up with him was really difficult because he just didn't want to hear that. And he didn't want to accept that. And the whole relationship was very rushed and fast. Yeah, so there was a lot of issues with trust. Like, when I, w- I had kissed a guy over the summer before I started dating him, and I had liked him the spring before, but, like, we kind of, like, grew apart or whatever. And so him knowing that, he felt he could never trust me and that I would cheat on him because even though we weren't dating, I would kiss someone else. And that, that meant that I would never be faithful. Right. Um, so it was very black and white and very unhealthy in that sense. Um, and then the other relationship, which I would say was more unhealthy for me, was my relationship after that. And the guy I was dating at the time, I became, like, very codependent towards. Whereas in, like, the relationship before, he was codependent on me. I was really codependent on this person. Um... And, like, my relationship with my parents was awful. I was miserable. And he made me happy. And um, I really liked spending time with him. And I didn't have to be depressed and unloved and all of that. Um, so, very quickly became very reliant on that and really codependent. Um, and, but often at times, he was like balancing school and a social life and trying to be healthy while I was still being really unhealthy, even though he was struggling with things too. Um, and so, I would be quite manipulative in the way that I would be like, I'm not doing, like, i suicidal or I'm really depressed, like, and he'd be like, what, like, what's going, like, he would rush and try and, like, rescue me from that, and I do that because I wanted connection with him. So, pretty manipulative, very codependent, all in all, unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, what, so you, like, very, very briefly touched on family relationships, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but... A little bit more depth, what does that look like for you? Because I know that's really different for both of us.
1: Uh-huh. My family in the past was very money is love. And they would pay for things to try and show you that they, love, th- that they mm-hmm. love you. And now that has changed because of being in treatment and learning ways to show actual love and figuring out love languages has been very important for my family. And being able to not be so attached Mm -hmm. to certain things like futures and, like, what's happening. And just let things happen and play out as they will. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, I... Our families are kind of similar in a lot of ways. Like, you're one of four and I'm one of four, three Mm -hmm. girls and a boy. Um... I would say, like, my parental dynamics were really, really different from yours. Mm. Um... When I was at home my relationships with my parents were really unhealthy and the way that I was pushing them away and I was super reactive and they would just get frustrated and confused and didn't understand and I also thought that they were the epitome of all my problems it wasn't something that I was doing it was something they were doing um so I'd say that was pretty different um My parents, I would say, like, you talked about how your family had, like, a very money's Mm -hmm. love approach. Um, The way my family approaches finances is really different. Mm -hmm. Um, We have pretty strong values about humility and modesty, and they don't, although we're not, we're privileged, and Mm -hmm. they don't want us to grow up spoiled and stuff like that, so they value us working for our own independence mm-hmm. financially. So, like, I got my first job when I was 13 and was babysitting since I was 11 mm-hmm. and have been saving and all that. Um, so that I know that's, like, a really big point of contention between my parents and I trying to understand, like, how can we have a relationship that's not transactional? Even though everything is all so boiled down and right. separated, it's really confusing. But that's another big part of my relationships is that I see everything as transactional a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um... So for me, when I'm entering an interaction, especially in the past, I was getting from you or you were getting something from me, and mm-hmm. that was why a relationship existed. Um, and I still think that's true to some extent, but there's oh. just so much more to it. Right. Um, so working to have relationships and people that I care about because I care about them and love them and want to be kind for them to them um, rather than just get something from them is right. a really big thing.
1: Oh, man, this is exhausting.
0: All right. How big of a role do relationships play in your life?
1: Actually, I wouldn't say that large. Really? Yeah. No, losing relationships short-term affects me, but long-term, I move on pretty quickly from things like that. Mm -hmm. And I separate things like what's going on in my familial relationships is what's going on with me. Wow.
0: So, I would say I'm the complete opposite. (laughs) Like, I need relationships to be happy and thrive. Mm -hmm. Like, if I have none of them, I'll be the most miserable person on the planet. Which I felt like I was. Um, that's really interesting. Wow. So, how do you articulate your self-worth, then? Uh. Like, if it's not tied to your relationships.
1: Probably to what I'm doing, like, in... Like, the things that I'm making, or the, um, like... Like, school-wise, kind of? I mean, not really school-wise, but, like, things that, like, just being able to do things successfully, and what I'm trying to do, and, like, being able to be happy with just myself.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I know for... Yeah, (laughs) for me, they're so intertwined, and I have this, like, core belief of not deserving to be loved, and not ever gonna be good enough and so and yet relationships are what fuel my happiness and contentment and self-worth so and it's less like how people are treating me it's not like I go into this relationship and if they treat me like crap that means I'm crap it's like if I'm not putting my best self into a relationship or being kind or being the best version of myself then I feel bad about myself um
1: but yeah wow never knew that well, that's more my friendship relationships. Mm-hmm. My familiar relationships are super... I wouldn't say I judge my worth on it, but they are very important to me. Mm-hmm. But my friends, it's like with going all the places that I've gone and having to leave, mm-hmm. I'm really used to having to just give up relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh. What do you look for in a healthy relationship? Slash, what does a healthy relationship mean to you?
1: Um... I think communication and obvious things like an it's like an instant connection like when you know you're going to be friends with somebody Mm -hmm. when you meet them and similar interests and um it's really easy to talk to them and it's like a thing if you don't I don't feel like I shouldn't feel like I should constantly entertain them or keep them um like, I don't have to perform for them in a relationship. Gotcha.
0: Um, yeah, I would say for me, I don't know. I think in a healthy relationship, I'm able to, I don't know, because I, it's like, I'm, you know that I have, like, a really bad radar as far as, like, it might be mm-hmm. manipulated. Is yeah. This is a healthy relationship because my self worth is so detached from that, and I base relationship success based off of how I'm showing up right. in it. Um, so with my parents and family, once we were able to communicate more and be more vulnerable, and naturally put more time into our relationship, mm-hmm. that made it a lot more effective. But in my, like, friendships or other relationships, I would say trust, um, communication, again, uh, what are, like, different things in relationships? I'm really bad at this. Mm-hmm. Trust and communication are the biggest things that I look for that would make a relationship healthy for me. Um, um, oh, we can talk about our relationship. So, I met you last August. Yes. Um, now it is June. Indeed. And, when did we first, we met when you first got yeah, here. in August. Um, I would say we became friends in biology class. hmm Um, when we found, figured out we had, like, a lot of things in common, we were both very academically oriented, organized. Yes. Um, and we would joke that we'd be friends in real life, not yes. just here. Um, and we also, like, clash a ton. We're okay. pretty, si- we're, we re- we're really similar in the fact that we both will argue to no end mm-hmm. because we both believe we're right at all costs. Um, we have very opposing views on many things. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else creates conflict in our relationship?
1: I think that's really the main thing, is we just yeah. argue. Yeah. There's um, not, like, a whole deep reason.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say, like, what I was talking about when we had group the other day, Mm -hmm. like, I see, like, different things in you that, like, bring up jealousy Mm -hmm. for me, and thought it will make me angry and make us clash more, Mm -hmm. um, because, like, rather than some people who will shy away from that, I kind of approach it, and I'm like, nope, I'm stronger, we can fight this out, um, what do you think has helped change... Our relationship to one that for months was really competitive and Um, not very enjoyable. We were always arguing.
1: Being able to let things go and care about the relationship more than little arguments because Mm -hmm. like I want to be a lawyer when I grow up and so little arguments are I will just uh, keep at it and I Mm -hmm. To be able to argue well, you have to be attached to your side of it, and so being able to separate an argument with emotional attachment Mm -hmm. is what has been able for me to be able to just let things go that don't really matter in the long run.
0: Yeah, I cannot let go of things I have emotional attachment to. Like, I just can't do it. That's why it's about
1: separating the emotional attachment. Yeah,
0: and so for me, like, rather than being like, okay, I'm gonna let this go because it's insignificant, mm-hmm. for me I'll be like, I'm gonna let this go because I care about this relationship. Right. Um, and I don't want to have no relationship over right. whether Aladdin will win an Oscar or not. Right, right. Like, it's just right, not right. worth it. Um. Yeah. How do you think... Our arguing and our relationship isn't unhealthy, given how much we can clash. and.
1: Well, I mean, fix. I argue with everyone. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thing, is I will argue with people. So I don't attach fighting with positive or negative relationships, um, because I I don't hold on to the fight kind of thing. After the fight's over, I just am fine. Just yeah. going back to being as it was, which is the... A, letting emotional attachment go Mm -hmm. and so I think like as I said the only issue that our relationship has is with fighting Mm -hmm. and so because for me fighting is inconsequential as far as caring about a person Mm -hmm. is that it's just I'm able to just that that doesn't go into consideration when I consider what's healthy and what's unhealthy gotcha
0: yeah I would say it's so funny how differently we approach all these things (laughs) because for me I can't, like, leave a situation and just go back. Like, we had an argument the other night about, what did we do? Oh, you were crying over the movie, and I was like, stop crying. And you were like, oh, yeah. leave me alone. And yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, that was mean. <laughs> um... And I felt, like, awful. You are able to just go back into getting your meds and eating toast. And I was, like, talking to one of, the, to one of our staff. I was, like, Madison, I'm just being so mean. And I don't know why. I don't know why it bothers me that she's crying over the movie. But I just feel awful. Like, I can't. I cannot just be, like, okay. Yeah. Going back, I can't. Like, I have to talk it out. I have to articulate it. I have to understand what's going on for me. Right. And, like. I can't just be like, I don't care about the relationship. I'm like, no, I'm so invested and I have to repair this or solve it.
1: Right. But see, I think it's, like, a thing of I don't see anything needing to be repaired. Yeah. is that's, like, where we differ is that, like, little things like that, I get angry in the moment, but then Mm -hmm. I'm just like, who cares? Yeah, And so it's then, like, that doesn't equal a rift to me, and I think you are so anxious about messing things up mm-hmm. that you take even the smallest things as, like, I hate you. Yeah. And, like, you've destroyed everything and it's all your fault kind yeah. of thing. And uh, I see things as just, like, oh, that was weird. Hey, Audrey, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, yeah. No,
0: <laughs> I agree. I think that's, like, a big thing for me and especially when those kinds of things come up, if I don't understand what's going on for me, it'll happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't understand, like, you being emotional makes me angry because I wish I could have more emotional attunement for Mm -hmm. connection, and wish I could have that connection, it will happen, like, every single time, and then it'll blow up and fizzle and explode. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. That's so... Like, I always forget how different we are, because (laughs) on the outside we can be, like, pretty similar. Yeah. But, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm.
1: Ooh.
0: How have you seen my relationships change since you've known me?
1: Um, I think that on kind of a similar level, it's like the transactional thing. You're not trying to get things out of people and also recognizing when to let things go, not, like, with me, but, like, with staff, whenever you ask for something, and just being able to take... Because like, I've always been very good at taking no, whereas mm-hmm. you need to know why. Yeah. And I think being able... You've started to be able to just accept why whenever it's it's just of inconsequence. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it doesn't matter why, really, and you're able to recognize that. And I also see you... Being able to filter whenever you are in dislike of the person, you want the person to know exactly why, yeah. and that, like, never helps. <laughs> Ever. And so I think being able to filter that and being able to say, I'm just going to let the sleeping dog lay instead mm-hmm. of biting the sleeping dog on the face. Yeah.
0: Now you're just poking it. Yeah, no, it yeah, yeah no,
1: you, yeah, you're like...
0: <sighs> <laughs> and
1: so, I think, and then with your family, I think I would say that the only thing more is not being disappointed when things, like, every, I've talked about you to this before, but every time your family does something weird, you're disappointed and surprised Hmm. and it's something that me or Audrey or any of your friends could have told you two weeks in advance was going to happen, but you're still blown away that something like this would have happened. Yeah, and And I can't can't... make a call or that they're on
0: the trip. Yes,
1: and then it's like and while I and Audrey would also say that we don't think it's okay that your family's done that, you also make excuses for it instead of just being able to say I'm not okay with this, mm-hmm. and that sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It's definitely a big point of growth. Um, and especially because our relationship, like, with my family has come so far, I tend to put them on a pedestal, mm-hmm. which happens whenever I do, like, have a relationship that I see as, like, healthy or good or right, positive right. because it's so new and different. Like, what?
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah,
0: that's definitely a big point of growth. Right. Do you have anything else to add? What would you say to
1: people about relationships in general how do you have them have them like what's your your advice don't be a weirdo don't be a weirdo um i think my advice is to not to be this sounds so just ugh. But, like, to be honest with the person <laughs> and, like, say when something's wrong and always remember that no matter what people say, everybody talks and so who cares, okay? People are going to talk to other people and that's okay, okay? Everybody does it. Everybody's going to do it. When somebody says, I heard you were talking to me, blah, 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 you say, yes, I was, and I'm sure you've talked to me before. And so then you put on your big girl pants and you move past it so that you can have a relationship with the person
0: something that's coming up recently for you. Or just it's just my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit of emotional
1: history. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All righty. I talk hell. In fact, listener, I might be talking about you after this. You don't know. And you could be talking about me right now. And that's okay. Yeah, her voice is a little scratchy. We can both. <laughs> we can both accept this and move forward. My listener friend, I'm glad that we can have this relationship. Thank you, listener That
0: made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, my advice is a little bit different. I would say the biggest thing that has helped me in my relationships is to bring everything back to what's, like, whenever I'm not doing well or whenever something's not going well in a relationship in my part, bringing everything back to what's happening with that person. Like, say I'm feeling more depressed that day or really anxious. What is going on in that relationship that's making me feel depressed or anxious or how am I not showing up the way I should be? Um, also, you cannot overstate how important it is to, like, be kind in your relationships. Um, a really good book, actually, to read, oh, shoot, I don't have it up here, but, what's it called? I don't, I'll link it. Is it Brene Brown? No, it's not. It's by this, um, it's by this doc- doctor, and he was, like, a translator for the Dalai Lama, so he practiced Buddhism his entire life. But it basically goes through and explains how humans aren't just wired for competition and individuality, but we actually are internally, we thrive off of kindness and compassion. And it's built into our instincts. Um, and so by changing the way you show up in your relationships and being kind and compassionate and looking through that lens in all your life, you yourself will change Um and you'll feel a lot better and more positive in your self-worth, change. self-worth will change. It's a really good book. um. But it's basically everything that I've done here in treatment and how I've had to change my relationships, but a lot more articulated and actually scientific evidence, not just something I tried and stumbled upon. But yeah, be kind and remember that at least for me and I... I'm almost sure for most people, everything will always come back to your relationships. Alrighty. Are we ready? You have to say the ending with me.
1: No, it's so dumb. What? You have to! I'll say it with you. You have to. We all have to say
0: it. What
1: is it? Oh, gosh. You said,
0: P.S., nevertheless, she persisted. I
1: don't understand P.S. It's not over. P.S. <sighs> is post-script. We're still in the script. I know, but, like, okay, 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 fine. I do a
0: whole episode on this where I talk to my dad about it because, you know, we always end our things like that. So I just have to say P.S. P.S. That's gonna be... Nevertheless, she persisted. Okay, trial number two.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think we should use the first one. Okay, I'll close the (laughs) one. one. Ready? (laughs) P.S. Nevertheless, she She persisted. persisted. Ew. (laughs) Thanks for joining me today.
0: You're welcome. All
1: right. Hello.
0: You want to give a shout out to Dexter and Sella and Joe?
1: Oh yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to my favorite relationships. <gasps> which is my Dexter, Stella, and my Josephine, and also my mom and dad because i will probably get their feelings hurt and they think that I like the twins better than them. <laughs> so, yeah, I love you to all my family. What about me? Obviously, I don't have to give a shout-out to you. You're my podcast. me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, shout-out to Tiana.
0: <laughs> all right, bye.